Well, welcome to Signs of Life, the show where we find hope in the headlines. My name is Chase Tremere, I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by Montana and not Serena. This is Josiah. <laughs> I am not Serena. Not Serena, not very Serena. very obvious, or not, I don't know, kinda look the same. But, uh, <laughs> what? No. I don't know. I'll let you deal with that. For those of you who don't know Josiah, Josiah is the lead pastor of our church, Cross Timbers. Uh, for those of you who are not part of our Cross Timbers audience. And so, Josiah, welcome to the show. Thanks, man, glad to be here. We know you watch and listen. What's been your favorite episode so far? Uh, I (laughs) really loved when you guys talked about codependency. I don't remember the exact Mm -hmm. episode, but you talked about codependency and boundaries, I believe. Is that right? So I just thought that was a very enlightening episode and um, just relevant. And uh, I love how real you guys get on this show and talk about real topics. It's, It's good. Very cool. Very cool. Well, today we are talking about something that happened, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not just a Serena not being here. Serena had a baby. We had a baby. Yay. Little Noah is here, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on. Uh, but something else happened last week as well. The mask mandate was lifted from public travel, so mm-hmm. airplanes, buses, trains, all of that. Uh, and we've talked about the mask deal in a previous episode, just about a mask mandate and, and the... Um, kind of the annoyances of the mask, whether you know whether you wanted it or not, it still wasn't something that we were used to, we had sure. to get used to. Well, there's all these videos that came out, everyone kept sharing them, uh, of people who were finding out while they were actually flying, like they were in the air, pilots were telling them, stewardess were telling them, uh, and this one clip kept going around, I saw on TikTok, uh, of a captain who's making the announcement over the intercom, and I want us to listen to this, uh, because it's kind of, kind of a sweet moment, and I think we don't think about Mass maybe in our world, like us three especially, you know, we're here in Texas and it's kind of something that fell off a long time ago. Uh, but as you think about someone who's worked, whose career is in like the airlines, for instance, and this is something they dealt with every day for a couple of years, uh, I, can, I can imagine the relief, mm-hmm. but then I hear it in this pilot's voice and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to understand. And back this, so. up because it was like, what, it's been over two years. Yep. This has been two years. So I just, it's kind of weird living in this this span of history, but I just think about 20 or 30 years when we're talking to our grandkids about Mm. the two years of this mask mandate and this pandemic is just such a huge chunk of time, you know? And like days, I feel like it just was yesterday that everything happened. And then like, no, this has just been my whole life. It's just like, (laughs) it's been my whole life. It's been here. That's exactly it. So let's watch this together and listen to the captain. This aircraft... says, thanks, welcome aboard, and we'd love to be able to see your smiles. And you can kind of hear that softness in his voice, Mm -hmm. because in my mind, like when I really think about it, a mask is just, it's kind of a small, simple thing. But when you think about your your career, like your job, um, ultimately, yes, they're flying planes as a pilot, but they're there to serve people. And, and, you know, who knows what the number is, but I just imagine 50-50. Like you got 50% of business people who are flying, they're doing these trips, and of course, like, 
the, the ease of their trip helps it to be a better trip for them. But then like, think about vacation. Like when you go on vacation, you get to fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's excitement there. You got your kids, you got your family with you. And I just think about the, the joy that can come from that. And then for a pilot, like getting to serve that family yeah. as they're coming on. There's so much to unravel, excitement. like unpack here because there's this whole thing about being able to see your face. Like, yeah. and is there's this subconscious connection and humanity that we experience when we're able to see each other's faces that maybe was taken away from us mm-hmm. for the past couple of years. The other part of it is I just can't imagine being in an industry, and there's lots of people in this industry who had to wear a mask every single day. Yeah. I hate wearing a mask. Like yeah. just for, like the physical part of it. Yeah. It has nothing yeah. to do with, you know, my political stance or vax or unvax. It's like wearing a mask is so uncomfortable to mm-hmm. me. And I cannot imagine being in a situation where I had to do that every single day. You yeah. Know? yeah. So. And I think what's been interesting is you, you heard people clapping in the video. The which, only time you can clap on an airplane. That's the only that, acceptable Oh, you don't time. like clapping when no. everyone lands? You're like, what? <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. So, maybe it doesn't. So no. you celebrate the captain for doing a great job. <laughs> no, you Way can, to go. Oh, red flag if you clap. Oh, my gosh. When it lands. Do you, like, do you hate clapping at the end of a movie, too, in a also theater? Also dumb. Unless it's like, that was literally the greatest movie I've ever seen. What if it was the greatest landing ever? Okay. You don't think those pilots deserve an applause? Come on. An applause? After landing an Airbus? Did they have a performance? On the, well, did they save your life? Well, Are you just assuming that they're going to like... Do you applaud the doctor after the doctor's visit? <laughs> yes, Sometimes. every time. Thank you. Every Thank time you. I stand up, standing up. Thanks, Doc. Absolutely, why not? I think it's a little weird. I think it's sweet, man. I I think we should appreciate people more in their ordinary lives. Exactly. And I think we take for granted the things that, you know, people work very hard at that that look easy. But she's not buying it. She's not buying it. The point is, they're clapping in this video, not because he landed yet. I'm sure they will, you know, once he does. But they're clapping about the mask and and celebrating that, and that's that's really great. But what's funny to me is I think about the people who've clapped, and I think about all these videos, especially on airlines, like on flights of people not wearing a mask, and then just everything that's happened the last couple of years, things getting out of control, things going viral about these negative experiences. Right. And the, the thing is this, and this is kind of what we're talking about today, is like, like the mask mandate is up, but what are you going to do when the next one comes? Right. And, and I think when you think about that, I'm not just talking about the next mask mandate. Maybe that never happens again. Yeah. But there's going to be another inconvenience. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another thing that happens in your life that, that, like you said, like whether you believe in it or think it works or doesn't, like that you just don't like. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we've learned through the, these last couple of years is like we're probably not as resilient as we think we are. Right. Not as a, not, Maybe individually we might think we are, but as a society, it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone says, oh, everyone's going crazy. Oh, everyone's getting these things yeah. out of control. Like this is, this is ridiculous. But my thing is like, this is going to happen again. There's going to be another thing. And so the question is, and I think the question for all of us is like, what, do we, what have we learned and what are we going to do yeah. different the next time? Like, what are we going to do different the next time that someone makes a rule that we don't like? What are we going to do the next time that there's an inconvenience that changes the, literally changes the way that we live? Because that's yeah. what we've experienced, mm-hmm. and it will happen again. I think one of the things that I took from the whole COVID experience and the mask experience is, like, being really careful not to um, put blame on someone, mm-hmm. you know? And what I saw a lot with... especially the mask mandate with the airlines, 
is everyone wanted to, to lash their frustration and anger out on flight attendants and pilots and security. And it's like, dude, what, what's happening is the frustration and anger and, and everything, the concern or fear that's welding up in us from everything that's going on in life, we're taking it out on one person. It's like, that flight attendant had nothing to do with this mask <laughs> mandate. They're just trying to do their job. Yeah. Yep. And I can't imagine how probably some of that relief was the flight attendants and the pilots going, okay, I don't have to get in these unnecessary arguments anymore. I don't yeah. have to fight people anymore for something that I didn't even create. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep my job. Yeah. Yep. And gosh, I just, I think for me, my point to that is like, we could all learn to have a lot more grace on each other mm -hmm. through things like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. and I think that even like as unfortunate as everything that has happened the past couple of years, we'll, we will get to look back and be like, okay, maybe there was that one time that I did act way out of my normal character and that was not really who I am or what, you know, how I should have treated someone. And now that this new thing is coming up, it's like, okay, I can be reminded that we have gone through this before and when we made it through. Like, this is not the end of COVID really, but it's a good like, you know, a good point, and so next time it'll be like, okay, yeah, like this is not going to be forever. Mm -hmm. Like nothing that is going to happen is going to literally last the rest yeah, of our lives. And I think I love that because it's good or bad. Yeah. Like good seasons will come to an end. Bad seasons will also come to an end. No. That the mandate ended, I think, the day after Easter, mm -hmm. and I remember celebrating Easter and and especially this year, really reflecting on like the full experience of not just Jesus, but the disciples, mm -hmm. all right? Because they showed this, this kind of picture of what you just shared of like, things are going to come to an end, one, like good and bad. Like there, there are seasons and they end. And for the disciples, yeah, they've got their friend. Like we see Jesus, we hear Jesus, we think of God. Uh, maybe you're not a follower of Jesus, you just think of religion. But like for the disciples, he was their, their friend, their teacher, the person that they spent their days with. And you go through this, this up and downness of life with mm -hmm. him where he says, hey, I'm gonna die. And they're like, I don't understand that. No, you're not, that doesn't make any sense. And then we get Easter and oh wait, he dies. And then there's this deep sorrow. There's this sadness. There's this grief. Oh, but then he's resurrected. And it's like, this is great. He's back. But then he says, hey, I'm going to leave though. And I'll come back later. And then he leaves. And it's yeah. just this up and down picture. But then the next thing, oh wait, the Holy Spirit comes. And oh, this is great. This is new. And I laugh because all that happened in, in kind of a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't even two years, like it was maybe two months. Yeah. But in that is this roller coaster of life that we all experience. Right. Like we all have ups and downs. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like the mass mandate. There's gonna be a mandate and it's gonna fall off and then there's probably gonna be some other thing. And I think learning like this rhythm and seeing that this is part of the human experience. Like you don't have to be religious or, or not. Like one of, I think the, and it's such a poetic line, but it's, I, to me, it's just this very clear picture of life as a human. Jesus says uh, that the rain falls on the righteous and the wicked. And I've always held on to that because it's like, it's gonna rain. Hmm. And it doesn't matter whether you're good or bad. Yeah. doesn't matter if you've done good things or done bad things. Like rain happens, you know? And, and I, I think about that in this story about the mask. And I think about just this, this picture of like, there's going to be seasons. There are gonna be good things and bad things. So they're gonna stop and then something else is gonna start. And learning how to stay like steady, learning how to not get you know highs and lows and kind of just learning to be content in the middle of it. it the hard part about that though is 
you know, we look back on our lives mm -hmm. and we can all see that. Like we can all look back on our lives and go, man, that was a hard or that was yeah. a good season. And there's this ups and downs and we can all sit here and go, that's so true. That's so true. Nothing lasts forever. But when you're in the thick of something, yeah. it's like you can't, it's, I don't know, man. It's like you can't see it. You can't yeah. see it that way. And the fear still creeps up. And I mean, you're dealing with something kind of like that right now. For sure. And it's hard, I, I would imagine, and I think you should tell everybody kind of what's going on with your life, but I would imagine it's really hard to have this outlook of, well, man, it's just a rhythm of life. Yeah. That is true. And in a few years, even you'll look back and see that. Yeah. What do you do in that meantime? What do you do when you are in the ditch? That's a good question. And it feels like, okay, I know that this is, I know life is a roller coaster, but I, this is extremely difficult. Yeah, and, and so like our story right now, we, we knew Noah had some kidney issues. We knew that um, there's some extra fluid that wasn't basically draining. And then we found out that that fluid had set in there too long that caused damage. Um, that he's gonna eventually need a kidney transplant once he's big enough. And so, yeah, like we're, we're in the NICU, you know, like I'll leave this and drive back to the NICU to be with him. Um, How long is he in the NICU? Yeah, he'll, he'll be in there for two months, okay. two-ish months. And he's got dialysis going. And, and so like you see this little baby, it's really sad. Um, you fight back tears all the time. But it is every single day is that roller coaster. And, and I remember the first couple weeks of his life, it was like every three hours. We would get a good report and then we'd get a bad report, a good report, bad report. And and you're absolutely right. Like when you can kind of like step out of it for a second, it's easy to say what's true. Mm -hmm. But but I love how you just said like in the middle of it, like none of us are good at it. Right, right. <laughs> even, if you're, right. even if you are good at it, you feel like you're not good at it. And right. so, you know, my question, even Josiah, for you, like, because how I've dealt with it is, you know, what we talk about on the show, like, hope, hope in the headlines. One, like, I have to find hope in my headlines. Like, yeah. and, and what I was doing in the beginning was placing so much weight on every, everything a doctor or a nurse would say that was positive. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, here's all these bad things, but he's doing great. And it's like, okay, he's doing great. They say he's doing great, and that's awesome. But, like, the thing is, like, he's in a hospital, so he can't be doing that great. Right. Um, and that's not necessarily to say, like, sit in the bad all the time or only find the negative they're saying and hold on to it. But it's like there's got to be a hope outside of this because he's, right. every three hours is going to change. Right. And every day it's going to change. Right. And I think for me, like, and it seems cliche, but it is one of those things I'm learning, like, in the middle of this very, probably most difficult season of my life, like what it really means to hope in, in a savior, to hope in a, in a God who is very personal. Um, I've held on to the words Jesus says before he ascends into heaven. He says like, I'm gonna be with you always until the end of the age. And those words, have, I've always loved those words, but they've meant something different. Well, and I think, man, that one of the things I hold on to is not just that we have a hope like in God and in a savior, because we know that, right? It's mm -hmm. like, I know that, you know that, and it sounds really great, but I think the key for that is not the fact that we have hope in, in a God that's consistent and steady and he's out time, outside of time and space and all that. I think the key is making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are not in your situation who can remind you of that truth, yeah, right? Good. 
because it's like we're talking about hope in the headlines. We can talk about hope in the headlines because we're not in the headlines. Mm -hmm. But the people who are in the headlines aren't seeing the hope in the headlines. Yeah. We're seeing the hope in the headlines because we're a third party who is disconnected from the situation that's occurring. And it's so important that you have people in your life who are disconnected from the situation you're experiencing because really those are the only people, the people you trust and who are disconnected who can give you a healthy perspective of what's yeah, happening. Good. And that's why like counseling is so great, right? It's like, you know, and counselors rarely tell you something that's like mind blowing or <laughs> groundbreaking. But what they do is they come alongside of you in this, you know, unbiased um, posture and they just remind you of what's true and what's not true because it's really hard to see those things when yeah. you're in the middle of it. For sure. And, and so even like in your situation, it's like, man, you know that, but what, what we all need is we need someone to come alongside of us who's not dealing with their child yeah. in a hospital mm -hmm. because, man, in those situations, like, our emotions are all over. We shouldn't trust our emotions, our feelings. Like they're all over the place, right? Yeah. And you can sit there all day long and say, man, I know I have hope in God. I know I have hope in God. But your child is still in the NICU, yeah. you know, and you're still battling that. So what you need is you need, and, and we all need, is someone to come alongside of us and go, I know it's really hard to see right now, but let me remind you, roller coasters in life, and you're in a ditch right now, and nothing lasts forever. That's good. And I just think it's really important. So. I feel like if you don't have those people, like there's like two different routes you can really fall into. Like either the numb out, like okay, I know it's gonna be up and down, so I'm literally just not gonna feel anything right. at all then, because mm -hmm. I can't handle it. Or you do fall into, I'm going up and I'm going down, and that is so emotionally exhausting. Like, yeah. it's that's you can't sustain that feeling forever because quickly leads to burnout. But yeah, so I think you're right. Like having those other people that are like, I'm here with you, I'm sitting in your pain with you, and like recognizing that this is not not the end. <laughs> yeah, and I think the difference yeah. because we've talked about community before, we talked about friendships. Like the, the difference to me, the, the kind of secret weapon of that community is a community that, that does know the truth and right. does, yeah, yeah, yeah. not necessarily believes the same as you, but like, but understands what you need to hear. Right. Because like you just said, like your emotions get the best of you. And then sometimes there's not great friends who say, well, yeah, let just ride that emotional train and like whatever it tells you to do, go do. Like that's not gonna be good right, either. Right. But like you said, having having people around you to remind you of that truth. And I think about like with this story, the mask mandate, with all the COVID stuff, it was like, there, we learned about isolation. We learned about the number of people who did numb out, who did um, try to just live their life on their own. And we saw what happened there. And we saw a huge increase in um, these mental health issues and, and people who started to go to therapy, which was the good side of that. Uh, but the thing is like, you're going to need community. You're going to need people who remind you of truth when that next mandate, when that next bad thing, when that next loss, when that next right. moment of grief comes. And I think that is so important because of like what you said, it is, it is the steady hand on your shoulder when you're not steady. And we all need that and we're all going to need that throughout the rest of our lives. That's why building community and friendships is so important when you're not in those seasons because it's like, dude, you don't have time right now to be trying to build intimate relationships with someone who can come alongside of you. It's like, that's why our life needs to be made up of, of 
gathering our inner circle and building trust and building friendships and building community because we're all going to experience those ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And when we're in those downs, that's not the time for us to be trying to find someone to encourage us. It's like, man, like (laughs) do the hard work beforehand Mm -hmm. and then you have people surrounding you without even having to ask, you know, so. That's good. That's good. Has there been anybody in your life that you feel like has come alongside of you like that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. And I think different people, like you find your people that are perfect for that time and not every person that is surrounded, you know, like that you surround yourself with needs to be with you in every single season. Like there's different people that are just naturally going to fit into that pocket that you're missing when it comes. But I think it's important. It's not like, okay, I need... Because I would imagine for you, like, it probably is also a little bit overwhelming if, like, 500 people are texting you, like, how are you doing? What do I need? Like, that's also, you know, maybe not the most beneficial thing to you either in that moment. So it's like your people know what you need. Like you're saying, you've built up that trust that they know, like, okay, I'm not going to reach out when, you know, I'm going to wait for them to reach out to me first. Or, like, I know I'm just going to do this without even asking. And it's, I don't know. I think that's where, like, spiritual fam family, excuse me, is like, because they just know. Yeah. And I think too, the, the other piece of this is like, for, for us right now, clearly it's like a specific situation. Um, but, and I know we were talking about this when we were talking about the, today's episode, like Paul talks about having a thorn in the flesh. We all have a thorn. I think it's this kind of metaphor. It wasn't a very, you know, a real thorn or the specific thing, but like all of us have something that we're just going to carry and that we're going to deal with. And it's not about getting rid of it. Uh, Paul's words, he says he prayed three times for God to, to you know, remove it and he didn't. Um, but I think it's this picture of like, we're all going to have that thing that some days is going to hurt more than others. And like you said, that that healthy community and, and your words are spiritual family, like those people who are rooted at a deeper level than just a hobby or just the proximity, you know, that you're in with people, like people who, who you are tied with at a deeper level, like those are the people you can lean on when those days you wake up and that thorn is real heavy, <laughs> when it's, um, when it's about of depression or anxiety, when it is uh, a, a physical struggle that you have that, you know, for whatever reason that day, that week, you're really feeling it more than you do in previous weeks. Like we all have it and it's not, I, I think we, we get it so wrong of like, trying to ignore it or trying to rid ourselves of it as opposed to seeing it as like, this may just be the thing that we carry our life. But, and this is, I think the, the difference, like for me, when I think about my faith, like that thing can also be used for your good. Oh. And there's just not a lot of places outside of, at least what I've seen, like reading God's word, reading the Bible that says that. It's all about hiding that thing, covering it up, getting rid of it, you know, acting like it was never there when really it's like, no, this is okay to call it out and it's okay to manage it because it could be used for good. Mm -hmm. It could be used to help someone. It could be used to help me. And learning to not ignore the thorn, to ignore that pain, to ignore that struggle, but learning to share it. And that that confession, that um, releasing of your story to someone is how I think you do that and how you build those relationships really deep, so... Is Chase your thorn in the flesh? Yes, he Sometimes. is. He is. He is. All the time. That's not true. Josiah is probably your thorn. No, I have two thorns. You got two. Oh, you're... Two thorns. Both you're sides. Above Paul. <laughs> two thorns, both sides. Well, Montana is going to tell us about our this okay, or that, because yeah. this is a good one. This is a good one. I need to pull out my paper for this so I don't get it wrong. Okay. 
Josiah, you've not been here for no, this or that. This or so that? it's a little segment that we do that, I mean, really you're just choosing which one. It's like a would you rather. Okay. Um, My but kids it's, love would you rather. relevant to the episode. So this one is, would you rather have to wear mittens all day long because there's a disease that is spread if you open your fingers. <laughs> So you have spread to wear fingers, mittens. Spread disease. Yes, spread fingers, spread disease. <laughs> this okay. is true. So you have to wear mittens all the time. Think about okay. how, you know, you couldn't even ever type, picking up your mug, like it would just be bad. Yeah. Or you have to wear wet socks all the time because the disease spreads with dry feet. <laughs> <laughs> so Do this is a I new have, pandemic yeah, we're starting. Yeah. <laughs> a new one. Do I have to like wet my socks on a regular basis? Every day. Every day. Mm. I'm going with wet socks. What? For sure. Why? I, I mean, I feel like that's something I could get used to. No. Like, I feel like oh, ultimately God. I'd get used to that, and it would just become normal. No, your feet would be so wrinkly and disgusting. Well, I just feel like Have I'd get ever used to it, though. Have you gotten your foot, like, a sock wet? Uh, like, you walk outside in the yard Maybe. I mean, I don't know if I've ever gotten a, my Try sock wet and, like, put my shoe on. That's what we're gonna do for social media this week. We yeah, should. I hate wet great. socks. It's awful. Blisters everywhere. Oh gosh. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mittens would be awful too. Yeah. Because so that's the like, problem. Like the difference between us and most animals is we have thumbs. Right. So if you have mittens, you don't have thumbs. I mean, you so still you have really them, yeah. can't do. Well, not you don't have function of them. No, yeah, you do. You no, have you ever worn the a mitten? mitten? The mitten is just like that. No, a mitten has a thumb. But it's a very, it's not like a full functioning <laughs> thumb. What do you mean? Yes, it is. You don't Listen, have a function of your fingers. Yes, but what I'm saying is it, you don't have like full grip like you would That's without wrong. a mitten on. The point, uh, so you want you want to wear mittens? Or uh, you want to wear yeah, mittens? Would, is that what you would choose? Definitely. Oh, I don't, I don't I really know. Wear mittens. Yeah. Well, also, I think it would be funny because if this truly was a disease thing, like throwback to early 2020 when we didn't really have mass-produced masks yet, and everyone was making masks out of like the most random things, that would probably happen. So we would have like these like super dumb looking mittens and yeah. I don't know, it would just be so funny. What? <laughs> like you would have like- Cereal box mittens? Yes, I don't know, it would just be so funny. So I, I, I would like to live in that time. I thought I was going to say mittens, but the more I think about it, it's like, okay, wet socks are so gross, but but they're just down there on your feet. Right. You just live your life. Yeah, you you have your get, hands. Yeah, you would just get you used do what you to it. Do. You get used to it. It's no. gross, but yeah. it is what it is. No, it's you know, disgusting. you cannot do so many things with mittens on your hands. You need your. I you don't need think your there's fingers. things that you could do with wet socks. I think you could do plenty. You could do anything you wanted to with wet socks. No, it would be so uncomfortable that you would just be like, "This is it's over for me." Lotion no. to each their own. To each their own. We're gonna ask. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Make sure you're following us. On social media because See the wet socks. I yeah I really I I thought never would I pick wet I socks. I think that Montana should go a day there. with mittens. Okay, you and have you to should go, go a day with wet socks, and we'll see who What happens to you? Oh, oh I get to watch. No, I yeah. think yes. you should go wet socks. <laughs> wet socks, wet socks, mittens. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for joining us for Signs of Life. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like this episode, uh, whether you're watching or listening. Share it with somebody as well, uh, and we will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.